There exists a threat from anti-hunting groups to politicians trying to give our land away, and we won't stand for it. Those vast western landscapes provide the space for our wildlife to thrive and a place for hunters and anglers to fuel the fire that sparks their soul. In this show, we share our love of hunting, fishing, and conservation. Here, we provide the foundation to meet these threats through passion and the grit of the American outdoorsman. Welcome to the Western Huntsman Podcast. Guys, this is Jim Huntsman with the Western Huntsman Podcast coming at you from the Broken Town Studio right here in Hayden, Idaho. And uh, what we're doing, this is kind of a new little concept we're doing. Uh, I'm taking a lot of the questions that you guys have been sending into the show and and sending it to me that, uh, you know, I feel like you think I'm an expert on it, but I'm not. And and so I want to provide some of the ex- some of that expertise uh, to you guys because you're you're taking the time to ask me the questions and so one of the what we're going to be doing is about you know once or twice a month I'm going to have these little bonus episodes that are about 20 minutes like this and I'm going to get an expert on to answer a lot of the common questions that I get on the show and so in this case uh, my pal right up here in North Idaho Eric Warren uh, owns owns a company called Westwood Archery, and what we're going to be talking about is kind of general maintenance, bow tuning. You know, looking uh, just kind of making sure your bow is is good for season, because a lot of you in this audience are, are bow hunters, and uh, you know you're after my own heart. I'm a bow hunter, uh, and what's funny is like I've been hunting with with a bow for a long time, but I really don't know how to identify some of the big problems you can get with a bow. So um, that's kind of the idea behind this, and this is the first of many. We're gonna have we're gonna have topics on rifle hunting. We're gonna have topics on sighting in rifles, and um, you know maybe maybe a caliber discussion, things like that. So I don't want any of my rifle hunters out there to 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 get bent out of shape that we're not talking about that. But this one specifically is talking about bows. Eric, my man, I appreciate you coming on the show. How you doing, brother? Good. Thanks for having me. How are you? I'm I'm doing pretty good, man. It's Friday night, and yeah. uh, I I poured a whiskey. I, I we were just talking. What are you drinking tonight? Uh, um, some whiskey from uh Willie's Distillery down in Enos, Montana. Oh, I've never heard of that one. What kind of whiskey? Oh. What kind of whiskey is that? Is that like a Kentucky bourbon or? Um, this one's actually a, a Honey Moonshine. Oh, okay. So this, this that's pretty strong stuff, huh? That's not too bad. You'd probably kill me over, dude. Oh no. <laughs> nice and smooth. So tell us a little bit before we kick this off, dude. Um, tell us a little bit about Westwood Archery. Um, I've been shooting, you know, bows for a long time and decided I wanted to start doing my own thing and I've been working on my own bow for a while and decided to uh, you know, start up my own business and uh started uh just working on people's stuff here and there and then got into building strings as kind of the way to not uh, outsource and kind of just keep that in-house and kind of found a little niche and just making custom bow strings for people. And um, the nice thing about the strings I make, um, they're with a new company called uh, Bloodline Fiber. And uh, a nice thing about them, they're actually a a waxless bow string. You don't have to worry about waxing string all the time. Oh, really? Yes. Okay, so I'm bringing my bow to you, dude. Sounds good. you're You're just down the road from me. Yes, sir. 
Okay, cool. Cause I, I, I forget I'll, I'll be out shooting or whatever. And then I'll forget to wax up my, my strings and, um, gosh, it almost sounds kinky saying that, but, um, (laughs) (laughs) and so, no, that's cool, man. Uh, I, I've, uh, you are, I believe the one that kind of lined me up with, uh, Tony Wintrip, the elk singer that I had on the show a couple months ago. Yeah. Uh, And that was a fun conversation I had with him. Yeah. Tony's a great guy. Yeah. Yeah, 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 for sure. He's a cool dude. Um, I'm hoping he's gonna take me up on my offer to come over and elk hunt with me, or or I th- I can't remember if it was elk hunting or bear hunting we we were talking about, but he was gonna come over here and uh, bring his guitar. So we're gonna do some uh, you know unplugged sessions around the campfire at night and hunting during the day, and I think that'd be a good time. And you should uh, join us. I would love to. Yeah, that'd be a that'd be a ball. So, all right. So I told you I got I got a bunch of questions that I get. And right. I know this is like a, it, it, you know, what do they call that? That, you know, a shotgun round of questions or whatever. Um, yeah. First of all, let's, because you're, you're pretty, you're an expert with strings, bow strings. And, and I want to yeah. talk about like when, when a hunter, a lot of hunters, they go through the winter, they're both sitting in the basement or in a closet somewhere. They're not shooting a lot. Uh, not saying that's right, but I'm saying that that's what happens a lot. And let's just be realistic they, they, we, we come into spring and it's time to start firing up the bow and getting it ready. Season's around the corner. Maybe they're going out bow hunting for, for spring bear or whatever. When they pull that bow out of the case and they're, they're inspecting the strings, what kind of things are they looking for to determine whether or not that bow is, you know, viable, it's safe, the strings are good, you know, they're not going to, uh, come and take their eye out or something crazy. You know, what, what do you recommend with that? I mean, if the string's not totally frayed out completely, you know, and kind of dried out over time and how old their strings are. What that, that actually you bring up a good point. The the age of strings. How what do you recommend in terms of, of and I know that's going to vary depending on the, the, you know, the quality yeah. and the shooter and, and the strings and all that kind of stuff. But is there like a general, um, you know, rule of thumb that you use for age of strings before you need to change? I, them I usually say one to two years. Um, I prefer one year, but I mean, if you don't shoot a lot, you know, you can get away with two years, but just to be safe. Cause you know, when you draw back and on a, you know, bull of a lifetime or buck of a lifetime, you want to make sure that the string's not going to break. I'm terrified of that too. I, and I was telling you this before we started recording, like I'm, I'm terrified that I'm going to draw back and it's, it's going to be like what you said. There's going to be this bull of a lifetime, a three, 350 North Idaho bull screaming his eyeballs out at me and I'm going to draw back and snap. That thing's going to take me out. Yeah. <laughs> so you're looking for, so anyways, getting back to that. So, so one to two years is what you recommend, huh? That's what I recommend, but you know, it, anybody, you know, everybody's different. Are there any like telltale signs when you're, when you pull your bow out of your case and you look at the strings and you're like, Holy shit, man, these things are screwed. I, I can't even, I can't even shoot a target with this. I mean, you just got fuzzies everywhere and, you know, you just can't, you know, it's not, you got thin, thin D-loop material you got, or your, your center servings, you know, your narrows barely not staying on your, your center serving because it's almost falling off and you have to come almost kind of keep it on your finger. It's pretty good telltale. <laughs> so, and, and when, when hunters are looking at this, they, they've gone through the winter and, and they're pulling out their bow for the spring and, and maybe thinking about doing some 3D archery shoots and all that kind of stuff. Um, is, is there like, is there like some, 
you, you talked about like the frayed, uh, you know, the, it looks like it's, it's which mine is. I'm, I'm looking at my bow right now. It's actually, I've got a couch in front of my uh, desk where I record. Right. Um, and my bow is sitting there. I need to put it up, but um, I shoot it quite a bit. And I, and it's at the point where I think it's dangerous. I, I better not shoot this thing anymore until I get it restrung. Um, gosh, man, I totally forgot my line of questioning I was going with there. I, I got sidetracked by looking at the bow. <laughs> <laughs> um, what, uh, I guess, I, I don't know. I, I don't know how to phrase that. So let's, let's switch gears here. Uh, when, when we're talking, I, I hear the term getting your bow tuned up. Can you talk about what a bow tune-up is and why people do it? Yeah. Um, you know, one of the things is to make sure, especially the dual cam bows out there nowadays, most bows are going to dual cams. Um, make sure it's in time. Um, if it's not in time, you know, your shot's not going to be consistent, you know, time in and time out. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the biggest things is to make sure your bow's in time. Um, and you can, you can kind of do that yourself. Um, some of the bows have static timing marks, you know, everything lines up your bows in tune. Um, if not, if you have an older bow or different kind of bow, you can drop back and have one of your friends see if everything contacts the same, but it's kind of hard to do it that way. The best way to do it is take it to a pro shop or if you have a bow, um, a draw board, you can, you know, do it that way, but the best way is, you know, take it to like a pro shop and have them check it out for you. So like Westwood Archery, are you guys a pro shop? Do you, do you tune we up are. bows and stuff? We do. Yes. And, and, uh, you guys, you guys just kind of started like a year ago or so. Yeah. About a year, year and a half. It was when so, the actual business started. That doesn't take away yeah. from the fact that you got tons right. of experience, right? Right. Exactly. Okay, and so uh, the, kind of a side question here that I got. Um, again, I told you this was like the uh, you know lightning round. Mm-hmm. Let's say a dude gets fed up with bow hunting, uh, puts his bow up, sits in the basement in a case for like six years, and then gets a wild hair, and he's like, okay, I'm going to be a bow hunter again. I'm not going to be frustrated anymore. Gets it out. Uh, do you think those strings are good sitting there that long? or, or I've always wondered that. Cause my, I know That's a dude a that question. does that. <laughs> so I worry about it. Right. I mean, if everything looks good, you know, it's not really good to hurt it that much. I mean, especially if he waxer did took care of it before he put it up, you know, got frustrated with the sport, but you know, pull back and see what it does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I guess that's that's a, a or take it to the pro shop and you know and have it checked over. You know, that's the safest bet. I think a lot of dudes worry with that though. They're like, you know, it's like you, you take your car into the car dealer and you're like, uh, yeah, that's making this noise, and they're like, oh man, you just need a new car, right? Right. And right. so I, I what it, does that happen a lot in the bow world? Yeah, it can. Yeah. 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 But I think it you know, yeah. But uh, you know, it's what? not. I mean. Wouldn't try to push a new bow on somebody, especially if they're comfortable with their old bow. Do you guys so. even sell bows at your shop? Um, I can sell, I can get um, bows in if uh, need be, but prefer right now I'm not selling bows, just uh, accessories and arrows and strings. Yeah, yeah, and you make arrows, don't you? Um, yeah, I custom build arrows. I'm, uh, I, uh, have a, I'm a dealer for uh, Black Eagle arrows, and I can get all other manufacturers in as well, but I uh, prefer uh, the Black Eagle arrows right now. Those are the ones on your website here. I'm I'm checking out. Yes. I'm I'm on your website. So and that's westwoodarchery.com for all my uh, North Idaho peeps. Do you do any stuff with like trad bows or anything, or is it all compound? Um, I do do uh, trad bows. Um, I can uh, you know do the Flemish twist on 
Chad Bowes and get them all set up if they need need be. Sweet. So getting back to kind of like that that maintenance that tune up thing, um, mm-hmm. like is there what kind of maintenance do you recommend? And I'm not talking about like the wax waxless uh, bow, bow strings <laughs> that you use when when you're right. somebody's just got a, a bow. Uh, there's going to be a lot of people listening to this that they, you know, they bought a new bow a couple years ago or whatever, and the, and they're just curious about taking care of their their bowstrings. What's bad for bowstrings? What's good for bowstrings? What kind of maintenance goes into those? Um, you know, just you know, wax it, you know, every so often. Um, actually, it's really not that great. I find it, I've always came to find out not to really carry it by your bowstring. You know, it kind of just puts more wear and you know, little. Yeah, we see that a lot on on like YouTube videos, dudes. And I'm I'm guilty of that. I'll carry my bow around by the string. That's bad for it. It's, I mean, it's not bad bad for it, but you know, it's just more, you know, pulling on it a little bit. It's just, I prefer not to. I just always hold it by the riser. Okay. Okay. Cool. That's good to know because yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm learning. I'm learning for sure. Right. And so there's there's not a ton of maintenance. What's bad for a bowstring is like I've always wondered. I always worry when I'm out hunting and I'm in the rain. And I know that's not supposed to affect it, but I mean right. you got to think that that moisture, water, all that is the one element on the earth that kind of breaks shit down. You know you know what I mean? Oh yeah. And oh, deteriorates. Yeah, it does. And so like, is there a way? Or I mean, just speak to that for a minute. What what's what's really bad for your strings? Um, like you said, just pretty much the weather, you know, and you know that you know the the elements and stuff, and especially if you're not taking care of it, you know, that can you know deteriorate your string a little bit over time. I got a so, question for you. Um, okay. okay, so I get up at you know 3:30 in the morning, and mm-hmm. I drive to my hunting spot, mm-hmm. and I get my bow out, and it's like you know at this point it's six in the morning or sun up or whatever. And I'm getting geared up, so I take my bow out and I set it on the hood of my truck, which is hot from the mm-hmm. drive up. Right. I know that sounds obvious, but I I do that a lot, and then I think, man, I probably shouldn't have put it up there because that hood's pretty hot. Right. That's bad for the the, the strings, you think? Ah, uh, uh, not as bad as I don't think is you know just the other elements, harsh elements, you know, water and snow and stuff. Okay, and then the the last question in this lightning round of questions here uh, is going to be along the lines of what you recommend, uh, you, you know, and I know this is super suggestive and there's a lot of different opinions on it, um, but I can we talk about for a minute like the uh, what you recommend arrow setup for a bow and maybe poundage and, and things like that? Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's going to be um, kind of specific. Like if you're going for that heavy FOC, then you're going to kind of want a little bit stiffer spine on that arrow, you know, because if it's not, you know, spine correctly, it's going to come out of your bow all wacky and not accurate. Um, I prefer a heavier arrow for almost everything. Um, it's, you know, it's quieter, um, has more, you know, impact, more energy when it comes, when it's hit, when it hits. Um, so yeah, that, well, it kind of depends on what like, I guess what you're after. Like heavyweight, heavy weighted arrow. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, do you have a broadhead recommendation? Um, uh, right now I'm shooting actually the day six um, broadheads, the EOS. Mm-hmm. Um, they've been great, you know, you know, face blade. Good blood trail um, and all that. Oh yeah, and then um, I also do like the uh, oh the Exodus for you know the has a you know it's a great great head that you know tunes really well you know with your uh with your field points mm-hmm. 
Um, for for guys that are just getting into bow hunting, I know I threatened that was the last question, but uh, now now I got more questions. Um, for guys just getting into bow hunting, can you explain what uh, like spine is in an arrow? Uh, maybe talk a little bit about FOC for a minute. Yeah, I mean, um, it all depends on how heavier, uh, you know, like the poundage of your bow you're shooting. Like a 400 spine on arrows can be more flexible than, a, like, say, like a 340 or a 300. Um, so, and if you want to do, like, your heavy FOC, it's going to be your front of center. Mm-hmm. Um, what's the big, you know, big thing right now is front of center. Everybody's, hey, I got to have a whole bunch of weight up front, you know, to, you know, help steer my arrow correctly. But like I said, if you go too heavy on the FOC and you don't have that right spine, it's, you know, your arrow is not going to fly straight. So, so a guy can be listening to this and, and, or, or gal, they're just getting into bow hunting. I mean, obviously there, what, what I would recommend and tell me if I'm off base, but what I would recommend is go to like a local bow shop that you trust to get you set up with. Exactly. And, and I'm talking about. Um, well, I'm not going to pick on that particular store. I, I'm talking about a bow shop where they're actual bow hunters that, and, and right. they're, they, they're not like, you know, some, uh, how do I say that without offending anybody? I don't want to offend anybody, but you know what a I mean? When, yeah, it, yeah, exactly. You go into a box store and well, let me put it to you this way. Uh, so I, my day job, I'm, I'm in the roofing industry and right. I was in home Depot not very long ago. And I'm I'm looking for something from for my place that I I, I know a lot about it right I, you, I obviously I'm in the roofing industry but my house I sprung a little leak and so I'm in the roofing aisle and this dude comes walking around the corner that works at Home Depot and starts yakking up a storm about how I need this and how I need that he doesn't know what he's talking about and I know I know what he's implying but he's dead wrong about what the, the what the appropriate fix and repair for for my leak is and right. my wife's with me and I embarrass the hell out of her because I'm like. Dude, I got this. Just go away. <laughs> like, like he, he annoyed me, you know. So we're talking right. about that kind of scenario where what, what you want to find in a bow shop uh, is, is somebody that actually hunts. They they know what they're doing. Uh, they're they th- this is their career. This is their uh, passion. And and uh, is there anything I'm missing that people should look for in a good bow shop? Because not everybody's in North Idaho, right? Right. And then just uh just make sure they kind of listen to what you want. You know, don't let them. T- you know, kind of force you what they want. Oh, know? that's a good point, man. Don't let them steamroll you kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, cause most people have smart enough, you know, to get into it. They've done a little bit of research thing. They kind of know what they want, but you know, don't let them bully you into what they think you need. I dig it, man. I dig yeah. it. Um, what am I missing? Am I missing anything in terms of bows, bow strings, arrows, just, uh, kind of <laughs> get out and shoot. Get out and shoot. I like that. <laughs> yeah. So what do you say to those dudes and 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 uh, I would say dudes, uh, hunters, whether uh, guy or gal, they get out there like two weeks before September and start shooting their bow and don't practice outside of the year from that. What do you say to them? Right. <laughs> that happens <laughs> off way too often. Yeah. Um, <laughs> tried to shoot a little sooner. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think. Um, uh, oh, go ahead. I'll go ahead and you're fine. No, I think any any serious hunter needs to, you know, they, there's there's a lot of stuff out there to give you the opportunity to get out and shoot. Uh, there's exactly. 3D art, archery tournaments and or, or just uh, ranges that you can go out, and those are really good because they put you in a lot of different, uh, you know, scenarios, um, learn your bow. 
learn learn the difference between shooting straight versus uphill versus downhill and and just get those arrows flinging man if those arrows ain't flying they ain't dying yeah i mean there's a huge difference between shooting flat or shooting uphill or downhill you know yeah yeah for sure all right brother well where can people find westwood archery um, I'm on Instagram at uh, just uh, Westwood Archery. Um, I have a Facebook at uh, Westwood Archery also. Okay. And then the website at westwoodarchery.com. All right, guys, I'm going to put all that in the show notes. And um, if you guys want to check that out, it, obviously, if you're in North Idaho, uh, I know Eric, he, he does uh, really good bowstrings, and it's all custom stuff. And he'll he'll point you in the right direction if you're you're up in my neck of the woods uh eric's my kind of he's my go-to guy now now that we we know each other a little bit better right um so i think that's uh that's that's an important part and it's and that's one thing i would tell especially new hunters coming into the the bow hunting arena is is try to build a relationship with with your bow shop and know the people and and so that that you know you're not a stranger every time you go in there uh, you're not just another customer. You know, there's a relationship there, and uh, you're you're gonna get a lot more out of having that relationship, and uh, a lot more out of your bow and and everything that that goes into it. I think that's super important. Um, so Eric, I appreciate you coming on, dude. I appreciate me on the show. Thanks for this. Was thanks awesome. For inviting me. I, I know this was a quick one. We might have to do like a full-on episode sometime, huh? I would definitely enjoy that. Yeah, there's a lot more information there be put out there yeah for sure we'll plan on that we got i was telling you on the phone my uh my studio is kind of in a remodel stage and i'm i'm already way behind schedule because that's how i roll uh but um as soon as this thing's all put back together and paints on and new floors are in and all that kind of stuff i'll get you in the studio and we'll we'll actually have a a whiskey together and we'll we'll talk more bow hunting man that'd be awesome well thanks a bunch for coming on and guys check it out in the show notes westwood archery And have a great weekend and week, and we'll talk to you guys soon. Thanks.